This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers, formerly out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Now we are up close to Baton Rouge at Walker because Hurricane Katrina washed out all our facilities and those things in New Orleans, and the Lord went before us, and we were able to sell the property down there and buy up here and built a new chapel and a, and a new uh, bookstore and other things. But we're just happy to be with you folks. Uh, the old trailblazer has been here quite a while now. Many of you are long-time listeners. Now, we're looking at uh, the gospel in conjunction with our studies on divine healing. We saw there what we find in the gospel. First, we found redemption. Yes, redemption. You hath he redeemed with his own precious blood. And then uh, we found uh, that redemption is to buy out, buy out of the slave market, buy out of that those, those things, and uh, on and on and on. So as we go, uh, we found out we were under sin, sold under sin. But uh, another fact included in salvation or in the gospel, not only redemption, but forgiveness, the forgiveness of sin. You know, I told my folks here last Wednesday night, I said, you know, the greatest the greatest blessing, if it ever dawns upon a true child of God, is that he's been forgiven, forgiven of all of his sins. You know, Christ paid our sin debts. Every, every, every sin that you and I commit has to be paid for. And Christ paid our sin debt on the cross. But now you think about it. Uh, when you walk out of God's will and sin against the holy God, you're just piling up more and more for our Lord to have paid for. But now let's look. Forgiveness of sin. We find that we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. In Acts 13, 38, we find, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, who? Christ. That through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. That's what God's man does. We preach the forgiveness of sin. We, we bring you those truths. That's what I emphasize a lot here in my preaching, that the Bible, God's Word, it brings forth what we have, not only that we're uh, saved by the blood, but then what we have in Christ. I brought a message last Wednesday night on a present salvation. Did you know salvation is not somewhere off in the misty, in the misty future out there somewhere? Well, one of these days we're going to go be with the Lord. Well, that's true. But we have a present salvation. We enjoy redemption now. We're not going to be saved. We are saved. And then these folks call me and write me and criticize me once in a while. And they tell me, well, you know, you can be saved today and lost tomorrow. No, you can't. That's not true. That's not true. And I, I, I have trouble understanding how that intelligent people, Theological professors and preachers and pastors and laymen can can read into the scriptures that you can be saved and today and lost tomorrow. I have I have precious friends who believe that. I do. I do, my friend. And then I heard the most outlandish thing on the radio one Sunday night I was listening to a couple of fellows that has a radio show. I don't know if it's a, a talk show or what, but they call themselves preachers. And they were discussing the fact that uh, one man asked a question, the other man tries to answer him, and one of them asked the other one, said, do you have any thoughts on uh, man 
having a second chance if he never gets saved in this life? And he said, oh, sure, sure. He was jubilant about it. He said, how so? He said, well, God says that he's not willing that any man should be lost. And he says, therefore, at the second, he'll have a second chance at the great white throne judgment. If he's still lost, he'll have a chance to repent. Now, my friend, that's the most outlandish doctrine, outlandish gobbledygook I ever heard in my life. Oh, listen, folks, that's what's out there. I tell my people here, wake up. What's out there? All of this material that we've been going over, this divine healing, all of that's out there. All of this speaking in tongues and all of this uh, uh, being having to be baptized and all of this having to belong to a certain church and all of this having having this and having that and having experience and speaking in tongues, all of that's out there, my friend, but it's not the gospel. You don't add to the gospel by adding speaking in tongues to it. You don't add to it by uh, having a, a divine revelation. I have folks, I hear them stand up and say, well, you know, the Lord revealed to me, uh, blah, 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 blah. The Lord spoke to me. And I tell you this time, folks, my listener friend, if you ever hear a voice, it'll be the voice of Satan. It will not be the voice of our blessed Lord because when he closed the canon of the scriptures, he has not spoken audibly to one soul, not one soul. You know where we hear the voice of the Lord? In God's word, the Bible. And this is why Satan has made every attempt to water down the scriptures with all of the new versions of the Bible. And someone told me a few days ago that now even the gay and lesbian homosexual movement are putting out their own Bible. I said, well, that don't surprise me a bit. It doesn't surprise me a bit. Can you imagine, my friend? Can you imagine? Oh, listen, I've seen on the market in some of the advertisement, uh, advertising for an African women's Bible. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, African women's Bible. Well, where does that come from? Nowhere but Satan. But let's get back to our study. Be it known, therefore, unto you, brethren, uh, therefore, that through this man, Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. One of the greatest blessings of the atonement, as I spoke a minute ago, one of the greatest blessings, one of the greatest joys that we have is to know that we're forgiven. 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 Don't, don't it bless your heart sometimes? Maybe in this life you have offended a dear loved one somewhere and you realize it and you go back and you make apologies and they say, well, I forgive you. You're forgiven. I don't hold it against you. You know what, my friend? If you forgive somebody, you also forget it. You do. You can't hold animosity because of something and then tell somebody that they're forgiven. If you forgive them, you forget it. Don't drag it up five years from now and say, well, you remember back there when... No, that's, you, you never did forgive him. But my friend, the Lord, what would the, how would the Lord do if he reminded us of our sins? Well, I saved you, but I'm going to hold you responsible. No, 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 no. You don't get forgiveness of your sins as a sinner by coming to God and confessing them one by one. No. You get forgiveness by recognizing yourself as a sinner. There's a sticking point. In the ministry today, men, men and women are not taught from the Bible that they're a sinner. God's word says they're none righteous, no, not one. 
my friend, that's 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 naming you as a as a sinner. There's none righteous. You have no righteousness. Old trailblazer gets kind of all stirred up here at this time. But my friend, I have I get so much garbage in the mail. I get so much garbage about this and that and the other people people taking issue with God's word and all of this stuff, and oh, you can be saved today and lost tomorrow and all of this stuff, and you have to have to go to my church to be a Christian. You have to worship on Saturday. You have to, none of that stuff, my friend. But listen, you get forgiveness by recognizing yourself as a sinner, and you know the only way that you will recognize that is that the Holy Spirit, the, the third person of the triune God, the, I, I told folks the other night, the, the Holy Spirit is God. He's not some mystical spirit out there somewhere. No, but if when you recognize yourself by the Holy Spirit's work that you are a guilty sinner and you come to Christ as your substitute, listen, one who paid your sin debt in full, one who bore his, your sins on, on the, in his body, when you come to know him as the one who died in your place, then with one stroke of God's forgiveness, all of our sins, past, present, and future, and they're blotted out of the book of remembrance and remembered against us no more. Now I want to go back. I want to go back and reemphasize that, that statement. When you see yourself as a guilty sinner by the work of the Holy Spirit and you come to Christ as your substitute, taking your place, you come to him as one who paid your sin debt in full, one who bore your sins in his body on the tree, when we come to know him as the one who died in our place, then with one stroke, God forgives all of our sins, past, present, and future. This message this, this, at this time ought to, ought to bless your heart, my friend. If you're God's child, you may be uh, grown cold and dull and dismal, but think about it. Your sins are gone. My sins are gone. Oh, my friend, they're blotted out out of the book of remembrance and remembered against us no more. You ever read Pilgrim's Progress? Old, old Christian was going along and he had that load of sin on his back and it made me think about the days I was in the Navy. We had them old sea bags that so heavy you couldn't hardly pack them from one station to another or to go to get on the bus or go somewhere. You had to pack that thing with you. And old, old Pilgrim had that load of sin on his back. Oh, if you haven't read Pilgrim's Progress lately, go there and read it. That we have a, a child's version of it in the bookstore, and I've read it. It's so it's so pure and simple, and it just a way of salvation. But old Pilgrim was trodding along, plodding along. All oh, his load was heavy, and that burden rolled away. It rolled off of his shoulders down into the sea. Oh, and we sang that song. I remember when my burdens rolled away. Oh, do you remember that, my friend? Listen. Those sins are blotted out and remembered against us. Isn't that grace that the Lord would, would, would blot those sins out and then never remember them? He said he puts them as far as the east is from the west. He hides them behind his back. Listen, that is a sinner finding grace in the eyes of God. Now, the reason that God can forgive a sinner of all his sins is because Christ died for him and paid the price for your sins and mine in his body on the tree. Now, my friend, that's I, I just got to stop right there and let that soak in. The reason that he can forgive us, when the, when the Lord was in the garden and he looked into that cup, what did he see? I used to 
I used to wonder about that and wonder about that. But he saw the, the, the consummate of all of our sins, yours and mine, in that cup, in that mystical cup. And he said, Father, it, it, it overwhelmed him in a sense, in a, humanly speaking. It overwhelmed him. And he said, Father, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. He knew what he, knew what he faced. He knew about the cross because God knows everything. But he said, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, thine be done. Oh, my friends, what a, what a, what a prayer. But the old trailblazer, so happy that you tuned in at this time. I wish you'd holler back across the fence next time and tell your neighbor, tune in over there at the old trailblazer. And uh, let, let, let somebody else know about it. Advertise it a little bit. Run a little ad in your local paper. Put the old trailblazer in what time he comes on. And then put the radio station there, if you will. And I wish you would. Uh, write and get our magazine. We'll send it to you on a regular basis. Tell all the news and notes about the radio mission. But this is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address? The old trailblazer. Post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.